Good morning and welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. I'm your host, Kim B. Davis, and this morning live, we have Sam Beals. He is a retired sergeant first class. After 24 years in military service, he is an investigator with the EEOC. He is a Omega Sci-Fi brother, very active in the community, and we are very privileged to have him on the show today because he's going to share his story about loss this morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you? Thank you for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem. So let's get right to it. We often talk to women who have had miscarriages, who have lost their children, and it's always a uh, terrible, deeply sad story, but we never really hear a male perspective. And this morning you wanted to share your story. So go ahead and share and tell us how loss impacted you. Um, well, my wife and I, we, um, we lost our first child together um, in 2005. Um, he succumbed to, the, uh, to the, um, the illness of premature birth. Uh, he was born uh, at about four months. So he was uh, very early. He was a pound and a half at birth. Um, and he, he was underdeveloped lungs. Um, and he had a significantly long stay in the hospital that um, ultimately ended in his death. Um, and, um, this is something that's more common than a lot of people know about. I mean, uh, me specifically and, and my wife, we weren't really, uh, prepared for it. It was not something that we had ever encountered or they didn't had a conversation with anybody about was the idea of a child being born premature because it is something that's very common. Um, as we, uh, went to the experience and we dealt with it, we figured out, we, we kind of came across the ideas and other people looking for ways to find answers that it was very common. So um, the aftermath of losing a child is um, something that you never, ever overcome. Um, you simply learn to live with that loss. Uh, we've been blessed since to have uh, two beautiful daughters after that. But um, to this day, even the thought of talking about my son, who would be 15 years old now, um, is still a very, very difficult, difficult emotionally to discuss. I understand that. And thank you again for sharing this story. Do you, just going back, because you say that it's it's difficult, and I understand that being a mother, I, of course, don't know what it's like to be in your shoes, but even the thought that something could happen to your children it, it's, it's incredibly, it's a devastating thought. It, it worries you. But do you think that initially at the time when this happened and I have a, a relative who went through a very long stay with her premature babies in um, intensive care her children survived and the family was taken through a lot of different things but your child didn't did you see more support towards your wife? Did you feel more support towards her? Did you feel that you shouldn't have it? Did people reach out to you? What What was the response to you? As a man, um, we're kind of raised, and uh, I know that I was, you know, being a, the background that I have, being a, being a soldier, and uh, you know, you kind of have this idea that you are the protector, that it's your job to make sure that if anything happens to anybody in the family, it's going to be me first. 
Um, and this is one of those situations where I had absolutely no control. Um, so it was not something that I initially thought about reaching out to people because I didn't even know I was hurting as bad as I was. Um, it takes somebody else to tell you that you're going through something because the, you, you change. Um, I, I tried to be there as much as I could for my wife because I'm, I'm understanding that she's lost her child. You know, I have a daughter that's 30 now, so this was actually my wife's first child. And, it was, and it's, it's a sense of failure you have as a man, um, even though it's nothing, there's really nothing you can do. Some things are just gonna happen. This is the way life works. Um, but it is a sense of failure. So the, the reaching out is that for men, you really don't get that. Um, you know, the one thing that's, that's different between men and women is that other mothers are going to seek out a mother that's lost a child. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna, they're gonna attempt to comfort her. Um, not so much with men. Um, you know, we'll pat each other on the back. We'll say, hey, man, are you okay? But we don't have that ability to comfort each other um, and to give that emotional need so, so you can recover because the process of recovery is slow and painstaking. Um, and it needs to start with you embracing the idea that you have the loss. And then for me, it was coming to grips with it's nothing that I could have done. This was something that God had in his will. Um, so... So I want to ask you, at that time, did you understand that it was God's will or were you just silently angry and you weren't sure about your feelings? I was extremely angry um, and um, wasn't really open to the concepts or the idea of even looking to God for maybe the first two years. Um, I was looking for how can I make somebody pay? Um, but ultimately, you know, it comes a time when God will do things and I've learned through faith to bring you closer to him because when my 13 year old was born, I saw the beauty of God because we had information that we needed to know at that time to make sure that she could get here and be healthy. And my wife also, um, I kind of took a leave from her because she really, really got into the idea of the next time I'm going to make sure that I have all my bases covered, but she did so by reaching out to younger people. Um, to people that didn't have or may not have had the information that we had about premature birth, came very active in the March of Dimes. And um, that helped lead me to, you know, seeking, seeking the Lord because some answers you have to get from him. You know, it's, there's really nothing nobody else can do for you. It's something you are going to have to see his plan play out and then it, uh, it makes sense. To, it makes more sense to me now than it, has, than it did then. I'm sure the Lord does work in mysterious ways. So I want to go back to something you said earlier. You talked about not having control. And I know uh, for women that control can be something that you struggle with because you're pregnant, you eat the right foods, you go to the doctor, you read all the books, you do all the things that you are told to do, and then something bad still happens. Talk to me about what it feels like to be a male who, as you said, you are responsible. If something happens, it's supposed to happen to you. But as you said, you did not have control. It, for me, um, and this is probably uh, a growing, more, it was probably more of a growing, but it was absolutely devastating um, to have something happen to my, you know, you know, you have a child, you know, you, you, you take on this role as a father, like, you know, I'm gonna prepare the future for you. Um, and one of my biggest things is that I would never fail my children is that when, you know, when I initially 
even came upon because we actually walked in when he was being um he was reaching the, the point of no return and to just have to stand there um and to just have to give it over to the doctors initially and, and hope that get, you know that they could their expertise would bring it about but then this it's the piece after that after the the finality of his death after uh you know you, you've gone through and you you, you attempt to move on it's still the control of putting up to work some days and crying um or uh not communicating as well as you could with your spouse or my wife now because it's like i failed you thinking that you're being viewed different and it's really nothing you can do so but um it's 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 significant and I know that, that this is hard, Sam, um, but we want to promote healing. And there are so many people that lose children. And there's someone that I know that just had a baby that passed, was born premature, and it didn't make it beyond a few hours. And it's amazing. Um, I was on a conference call when this happened and this person announced it and because people were over talking other people the only thing that you heard was congratulations congratulations oh you're a mom now and I kept telling people stop she lost the baby you talk about anger and the Bible says don't let the Sun go down on your anger Talk to me about what it feels like to be angry. Because you said for a couple years you were stewing. And I understand that because you were angry at God. You were you were looking for answers. The answers did not come. And what do you do in that time? I mean, um, there's two ch- – I think there's options that God gives you. Um, and you have to take a moment of peace – and it, it took and it took somebody um, to come to me and, and say, "Look at all that you have." Mm-hmm. And if you have faith, then you know that the decision was not yours. So, if you allow yourself to move on, if you allow yourself to take this experience and not just leave it with you, but to share it with others, um, then you recover from it. And, I, and that's how I began to recover from it because I started to look deeply into my faith and understand that God knows what he's doing. And to be perfectly um, open about it is that since that, which is probably, which is the most devastating time of my life, there's nothing that I have not been able to do after that, that God has not blessed because it was something that he needed me to go through to see what I was capable of doing. Um, and, um, you know, I believe my son's in a better place. I believe that one day I'll see him again, but for the most part. And I would tell other people that this is devastating. And I mean, you can kind of see me getting choked up. I mean, that's not a symptom of being um, that I'm still regretful or mad at God. It's just that it's a pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife and I, we've talked to so many young people. We've, we've reached out and we've been able to help people see signs that we didn't see, understand things that we didn't understand at that time to help them. And I, and I believe that that's part of God's plan because I, you know, and then, um, like I said, I've had, we've had two premature children since then and they're both perfectly normal kids uh, doing what kids are supposed to do. And, and that's God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So 
you said that someone came to you and and talked to you about all that you have. Was that a man or was that a woman? It was a woman. Wow. Yes. So not a man. Not, not a man. man. Okay. Not a man. It was a woman. Um, it was a an older coworker uh, who noticed changes in me. Um, and she was a soldier as well, because I was still in the military at the time. And, and she and she told me, you need to probably go speak to somebody because you know, you're not who you used to be, even though you may feel it, but you're still, you're grieving and you won't let yourself grieve. You have to, it's important that you grieve. We all have to go through this process. Um, but I, you know, God prepares us for these situations. I mean, you know, I'm still here is the evidence that I was prepared for it because I didn't do anything rash. I learned to deal with it and I was able to become a better father, a better husband and a better person after the loss. Um, so yeah, it was a woman. She took the time um, to speak to me daily. And she would do things like, there's scripture here, there's scripture there, it would be small talk conversation. And I would ride home thinking about our conversation. And um, when I would have an incident where I was being emotional, I would think about our conversations, but it was okay to do that with her. You know, I couldn't do it with my male friends because it was different, but with her, it was easy. And it made it easier for me eventually to be able to have this conversation now. I would normally not be able to have this conversation. I mean, even though I'm a little emotional now, it's easy. It's easier because I know I'm supposed to have this conversation. I'm supposed to prepare somebody else for something we hope does not happen because there are a lot of things you can do to prevent it. But in the event, know that, you know, it's just that event and God prepares you to move along. Absolutely. So talk to me about some of the community work that you do, because I know that you are actively engaged in the March of Dimes. Uh, yes, we do, um, other than this year, because of COVID, but we, we normally put together and organize a March of Dimes March. We uh, generate, uh, we put together a team, the Bills team, and we raise funds to donate to the March of Dimes. Uh, my wife is also very active with her sorority into talking to young women about um, premature pregnancy, about preventive things you can do, about diet and exercise, things that you need to have, prenatal care. Um, and I love kids. Um, I'm a product of somebody that was saved because people took time to talk to me as a young person. And I was very, very attentive because I was always looking for it. And I always look for young people that are looking for some guidance, you know, and to become a listener for them and impart a little bit of wisdom, wisdom drop a seed here or provide some type of revenue or activity for them to, you know, to get rid of bad energy. Uh, and I do that because I believe that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So the fact that I was able to get to this point when statistically, you know, as black male, um, it was, it was, it was kind of odds were stacked against me a little bit. Um, but when you had God on your side, nothing can stop you. So, um, yeah, I love kids. Um, so I, and I, I think that we all owe, whether it's our own biological children or children in general, those of us that have walked across the bridge owe it to those that are behind us to make sure that the bridge is built sturdy and that, though, and that what they found on the other side of the bridge is prepared to be, for them to, to be fruitful and multiply on the other side of the bridge. So that's how I look at it. I like that analogy. The, we have to build the bridge so that it is sturdy. So you had mentioned there are some things that if you are concerned about a premature pregnancy that you should be mindful of. Can you talk about those? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, in our situation, uh, and this is something that's in general, so it's not a HIPAA violation, but 
preeclampsia and uh, high blood pressure is something that a lot of uh, people or women actually come and con come become um, diagnosed with during pregnancy and, and you don't really know they don't know if they don't really seek prenatal care uh, so I'm a big, big advocate for young people to understand that being young and healthy is not necessarily all you need to be in order to bring forth a healthy child there are a lot of things you need to do with your diet prior to you getting pregnant to lower your chances but sometimes it's just genetics um, so you, you need to have a good relationship with your uh, pre neonatal team, those that are going to bring the baby forth, all of the work that needs to be done as far as diet, and uh, to, to be informed about what it's going to take to bring the child full term. Technology has come so far um, since 2005 when my son passed to now where there are leaps and bounds. Um, but what it actually takes is that for people to be engaged in learning. Um, about pregnancy, about preeclampsia, and about birth, birth, early birth, and, and what it takes you to, for you to be healthy, health-wise. Absolutely. So now that you know what you know, hindsight is hindsight is twenty twenty. If you were to meet the younger Sam from that time, what would you say to him? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I could tell you, honestly, in regards to that situation, I don't know what I could tell him. Okay. I don't know what I could tell him to prepare for young Sam. Um, it would probably be that um, you know, look to the hills from which comes your help. Amen. Yeah. And do, do you counsel young men now or husbands through this? Because this is something that still continues on. Are you engaged that way? I know we had had a conversation about it before. I do. If I, um, I mean, I have had friends and younger people that are young parents and um, I try to stay in contact with them. Um, and I've developed the skill of being a better listener instead of a preacher to them because I, I wanted them to be able to come and tell me something so I can either plant a seed or something. So I, I try to be a sounding board for issues that they have. Um, but I usually just share my story. I don't think that it's anybody that we've had as you know, couples and having other friends of the couples that we haven't shared our story with. And it's simply with the younger people that don't have children yet. It's like kind of um, don't take anything for granted in this life. You know, you know I was reading something on, a, on Facebook the other day and it says, you know, the YOLO, you only live once. And it's like, no, you die once. You live every day. Um, so the journey of pregnancy is something you, as a man, you need to appreciate with your wife. Cause you know, when my wife got pregnant with our second two children, it was, she carried a child, but it was a journey for me. And I wanted to make sure I, I enjoyed every uh, second of it from the time that we found out we were pregnant until we actually got our daughters here. So it's a, it's a unique journey. I think that every man should be part of that process uh, because it will really, really grow your, grow your manhood. Fantastic, Sam. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for giving us those great words of advice. You've been watching the Kimby Davis Show. I'm your host, Kimby Davis. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope to see you on our next episode. And remember to stay magnificent. Thank you.